Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are going to be talking about the Push Your Luck uh, card game. That uh, This is one of those games that looks like Uno. Yeah. <laughs> and it uh, plays nothing like Uno, which is great. I'm not that Uno's bad. I love Uno. But uh, not every game can be Uno, everyone. Sometimes they've got to do something o- different. Only one can be Uno. <laughs> only one. Uno. Only Uno, Uno can, can be, be Uno. Uno. <laughs> This is the game that is very distinctly not Uno, but is it as good or if not better than Uno? And that is the game Push. Uh, Push is a game that came out in 2018, uh, designed by Prospero Hall, Art Prospero Hall, and uh, published by Ravensburger. Uh, Prospero Hall is a collective. They are not a single designer. Just FYI for you guys. Um, The great first name. Yeah, it is pretty cool. I mean, it could be someone's name <laughs> for sure. Prospero. I mean, it's very dignified. Uh, what do you call it? Dignified. Not dignified. Regal. There we go. Um, uh, yeah, so this is a kind of a, a simple push-your-luck game in cards, but it has a deeper strategy or a little deeper strategy than straight-up just like war-type game comes out of this like, um, little rascal. And, uh, okay, before I get too deep into getting distracted by experience details, let's talk more about the actual stats of this view. <clears throat> so this is a plays two to six in about 20 to 25 minutes, age eight plus. Community agrees with that. I'd agree with this. I think you could play younger for sure, but um, a, I'd say around eight is when you'd kind of get the strategy or how, you're, how you want to think about the strategy. Weight is very light. It's 1.03 out of five. Uh, I'd also agree with that. It's really, <clears throat> really easy to engage with game and jump in. Um, and, uh, yeah. Okay. There we go. Stats done. So let's talk about how we play it and then talk about our thoughts on the game itself. All right. Uh, this game is just a deck and one die. Uh, the deck has 120 cards in it and consists of, of, mostly consists of cards numbered one through six, uh, and of the suits, uh, of five different colors, red, green, purple, blue, and yellow. Um, and there's... There's a bunch of different numbers within each of those colors. Uh, And then there's two other types of cards in there. There are switch cards, which are gray that have these arrows that kind of loop around, do a U-turn type of a thing. And then there are these mostly black cards that have the dice symbol on it. Um, Essentially, it's a, as as we mentioned, a push-your-luck game. One person is going to be an active player. They're going to take the entire deck, and they are going to start drawing cards. And they can continue drawing as long as they like until they, as as the instructions say, as long as they like or until they push too far. That's that's the term they use, push too far. Uh, I Most people, I think, would just call it busting, uh, or as I tend to call it, zonking. Um, so basically, you can continue to draw cards until you zonk. Um, when you draw cards, every card you draw, you will place into one of three piles. You can make essentially three total piles. You don't have to make three piles, but the most you can make is three. Uh, when you place it into a pile, anytime you add a new card to a pile, uh, it has to follow one of the two rules. It cannot match the same color as a card in the pile, and it cannot match the same number as the card in the pile. So if you've got a pile that has a one and another pile that has a yellow and you draw a yellow one, you can't put it in either of those piles because you can't put a one on a one and you can't put a yellow on a yellow. Uh, so that means you'd be forced to make a third pile. 
um, and you can continue drawing. Uh, uh, if at any point in time you draw one of those switch cards, uh, this will switch the direction that people take piles from. I'll get to that in a bit, uh, but... Uh, it's it's not super important, and it makes a lot more sense when you're actually playing the game or play at least a round, but I'll, I'll get to it. Um, if at any point in time you draw a card that you cannot place, you've busted, which means you don't get any of the piles, uh, and you essentially roll the die. The die uh, will come into play for uh, after you've taken some piles, but in the first round it does absolutely nothing. Uh, you, if you decide to stop at any point in time, you will take one of the piles. Whichever pile you want, chances are you're probably going to take the pile with either the most cards or the total most in total value. Each of the cards that has numbers on it uh, will represent its value at the end of the game. So bigger numbers are bigger points, but more cards are also more points. Um, after you have taken, the active player has taken their pile, then you will Proceed along normally in a clockwise fashion, but if you've had an odd number of switch cards come out, uh, you will proceed in a counterclockwise fashion, uh, and people will take piles. So uh, if no switch cards came out, the person to your left will take one of the piles, and the person to their left will take the final remaining pile if there happens to be three piles, because it's possible you could have stopped at two piles or even one pile. Um, if there was an odd number of uh, switches that came out, it would go to the right and people would take those piles. Um, the, the cards with the dice on it, those are bad cards because you do not want to roll that die. Uh, any cards that you collect will just go out in front of you, uh, to face up in front of you, and you'll kind of pile them up uh, based on their color. Um, if you have to roll the die, uh, it's got six sides on it, like most six-sided dice, uh, and it has all five colors plus a black side. Uh, if you roll any one of the colors, you will lose all of the cards that you've collected so far with that color on it. Uh, if you roll the black one, if you're playing the easy game uh, or the normal game, uh, you will lose nothing. If you're playing the extremely rough game, you will lose everything. Uh, <laughs> I've never played like that. That seems way too harsh. Uh, but there is a way to kind of counteract that if it comes to your turn to be the active player, not one of the passive players taking one of the piles. But if it's your turn to be the active player, you can forego drawing any cards if you want to and instead bank one of your piles. So you can pick one of your colors to just pick up, flip over, and you've banked it. You cannot lose those cards no matter what happens. Um, but that is your entire turn. You just spent it banking instead of drawing cards. Uh, and that's mostly everything uh it can the movement of active player always goes clockwise it does not the switch cards do not change that uh but it keeps going around until all of the cards have been drawn all 120 cards have been drawn uh and at, by the end of the game whoever has the most points and that's cards that you've either banked or cards that have stayed in front of you uh at the end of the game wins that's the game. There we go. Yep. <clears throat> and that is push. Yeah, it is a very simple rule set and um, sounds kind of basic. And But it uh, this game's great. I really like this game a lot. I think, uh, you know, I mentioned Uno and it's hard. <laughs> there are so many games that, tr that are basically like the, I don't know, the next Uno or, you know... Uh, in that ilk, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think Uno, of course, is is a classic for a reason and still holds up today. But um, Push, for sure, stands apart and is its own thing. And uh, I think 
that it feels different. Like it doesn't feel like I'm playing Uno for sure. This is a total mm-hmm, no. different structure. And uh, even though the cards are similar and there's numbers with colors, there's even a reverse, there's uh, <laughs> the wild thing, but you don't use it the same way as Uno. Um, <clears throat> so, but that stands on the table in the same way that Uno does as a, as a light family game or um, a game that anyone can really approach, immediately get, jump into, and have fun with. And Push does that really, really well. So I was really uh, excited to try it. And then when we did it, I was like, oh, man, I really like this game. So this is definitely one I'm going to, I myself am going to grab because I do not own it. But, uh, yeah, I like this. Uh, great. Oh, the, the things it does to make it dis, uh, distinct as a game, it does really well. And even though the rule set is simple, it really feels like you have, um, I don't know, the, it's com- more complex than it appears at first blush. Um, as two-player game was interesting, I would love to try a more than two-player game. But even a two-player game, there's, you know, there's fun decisions to be make or to be made, you know, with, with uh, if you get the wild card coming out or is that what it's called the, the or the dice card? I think it's just called a wild card, yeah. Wild card? Yeah, if the wild card comes out, then you have a decision to make and you know, it is called push because it is basically pushing your luck, but um pushing your luck in a series of ways. So you could push your luck just by of course drawing cards, but then you're pushing your luck if a wild does come out, then you've got to really think about how you're how you're going to push your luck. And so there's just different considerations in that push. <laughs> and I really like it. So it's a very appropriately named game. <laughs> But uh, yeah. Anyway, I've I've only had the experience of playing this with you. So, what is your experience with playing it with uh, other people? I've I've played it. Most of my games have been played with at least three or more people. I think most of them have been like five people. The playing with you was the first time I played it with two. In fact, I was a little bit worried with playing it with two because I'm like, God, I don't know how well this is gonna do. Uh, there's only one change in two players, which is the reverses do nothing. Um, <laughs> right. Right. Uh, the, everything else, it doesn't. It, it's technically in the rules, but it's not as logical as you think. Uh, basically, it, it adds like a little bit of an extra layer because in a two-player game, it will you will still cycle through all of the piles that have been made. So if, say, for example, you've made three piles and you zonk, you will roll the die to get rid of one of your piles if you have any. Then the next player will get one of the piles. Then you will get one of the piles, and then the other person will get the remaining pile. So there's a lot more piles to be taken here, which makes that third pile very interesting, especially when those wilds come up. Normally in a three or more player game, uh, when a wild comes up, you're like, I'm going to just put this in a pile that I don't plan on taking, and I don't have to worry about it. We're all good. Uh, Unless it's a three-person game and you zonk on the first one, in which case then it would come back to you. But... uh, but in a two-player game, uh, if you've if you have a a die card, a wild card that comes up, and you have to put it in one of the piles, then you're like, should I keep going? Do I want to make a third pile? Because if I make a third pile, then he's going to take the one that doesn't have the wild, and I'm going to be stuck with it after I've drawn all of these cards. Uh, or maybe I should just take the one with the wild in it, so that whatever the third one is left, I definitely get to keep those, depending on what the dice roll is. Uh, and so it's it's. It really it. I thought it was going to be like, oh, this is going to be like a lot worse. No, it is. It is still just as good, and it makes the decisions even harder because you have to think two slash three steps ahead in some of these moves. Because there are definitely times where I'm like, okay, I'll stop here, and I'm like, wait, no, 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 I can't stop here. If I stop here, then I'm I'm definitely going to be hurting myself. And so it's really interesting. I really like it at two player. It plays really well, and I was very worried about it, but 
works perfectly. But with more players, it's still very interesting. Everyone's very much engaged. Uh, if you're not the active player, um, I think I think once it gets to like the top six players, there's usually one person who probably doesn't care, the one that's completely on the opposite side of you on turns, uh, but occasionally they will get brought in because if you zonk, they will still grab a pile. Uh, but there's always people, uh, this is a game where you're sitting there going, oh, oh, these are some nice piles. I need a reverse to happen. Come on, reverse. Come on, reverse. Do one more card. You can do one more card. Do one more card. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, and then they draw one more card, and it's a while, and you're like, okay, you can stop drawing cards. I don't need a reverse anymore. Just, just, just keep going. Let them have those. And then they draw another card, and it's a reverse, and you're like, keep going. I need to reverse first back <laughs> so it, there is a lot of like you're watching and hoping and then and then just just really hoping that things turn your way or turn against your way uh so it's it's a super great game to play as a group because you're always invested in it you're never like it's not like something with yahtzee where it's just like well you're gonna do your turn it doesn't really matter i mean i could i could watch your turn and pretend to be you but it really doesn't matter you're going to do what you're going to do whereas this game is what you do will probably affect me depending on how, how these cards turn out. So I'm paying very close attention to this. Um, and the other interesting thing is knowing when to bank. Um, like you can – it's pushing your luck just on banking or not because it's like if I keep all these cards, you know, sure, on my turn I, I might have a chance of zonking. But I also have a chance of zonking on other players' turns if, if I get stuck with one of those – bad wild cards i'm gonna possibly lose these so i have to think how far do i think everyone else is gonna push it do i think everyone else is gonna bank is everyone at a point where if i bank there's just gonna be a flood of banking going on so then i don't have to worry about it and i didn't really waste anything or i mean i only have one big pile the odds of me like rolling the red side is pretty unlikely so i could probably keep going but if you've got every single color in front of you and they're pretty high you should probably bank but then again what if it's near the end of the game and there's only like 10 cards left what are the odds that there's going to be another wild in there <laughs> that so it's just like there's so many layers of like god what should i be pushing it now like what what how is this going to play out i've had games where i'm like oh i can go and it was only three cards and all three of them were the wild cards <laughs> So I, it, could, it could really go any way, but there's so much, so many layers on this game that it really makes it super enjoyable. Yeah, it really is multi. Like the be the best or one of the best examples of just like a very simple design, but feels more deep than that uh, might imply. Um, yeah, I'm excited to try push with a higher player count. Um, I definitely felt like, you know, the reverse, like you said, with two-player reverses don't matter, but that sounds like a fun mechanism to be able to play and uh, or just expect in the deck. Because right now with two-player, you're really, the biggest thing you can expect is uh, zonking, of course, or getting that wild or too many wilds, which I yeah. did a few times. <laughs> and I, uh, I, I loved in the two-player game when we had the three wilds. We both kind of took this attitude of, well, I got three wilds. I may as well zonk anyway. Let's just keep right, going and see yeah. what I can build up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. See what, we can, see what we can happen here. Um, yeah. Because at that point, you know, it's funny because, yeah, you zonked, but then it's just like, okay, well, I mean, if I give you more cards, the odds of you rolling – to eliminate those cards are better. Like it's right. possible that you can now you're going anyway, so two like... piles that are going to make you roll the die, and I'm going to roll the <laughs> right. die anyway. So you know, right? <laughs> so it actually helps. To, yeah. So no, there's just just fun decisions to be made even when you are failing. <laughs> so yeah, push was push was really good. I have to say this surprised me a lot. Um, all right, well let's talk about taking it out. 
So the ver- versions, I've not played the physical version, but maybe you could tell me. The version you have, does it come in that little plastic hard case? Yes, it does oh. come in a plastic hard case. It's it's kind of a weird case, i got to be honest, because the case, like, I have a rubber band around it all the time. Because if you just mm-hmm. kind of keep it around, that the top is just going to pop right off and everything's going to go everywhere. Uh, yeah. So the case isn't that great. It looks very pretty, uh, but yeah. it's kind of annoying. <laughs> okay, so one of those. <laughs> so the game's all designed, but they cheaped out on the case, uh, at least the case tightness of the box. Um, but anyway, if you're going to take it out, the case itself is, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, would you say you could put it in your pocket? I mean, it's a little blocky, but you could definitely, if you had to in a pinch. If you, ha- put- if you have got some big pockets, yes, you could. i Probably okay. wouldn't keep it in my pocket. Just keep it in a bag or a purse. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but easily transportable, so you could throw it, keep it in the car, or keep it in, uh, like I said, a bag or a purse to throw it in. Um, but it's a, it's all con- all fits in the case, you know, deck of cards and uh, die. Um, <clears throat> so transporting is going to be pretty easy uh, for push. So when you actually are at your location and you're about to throw it on the table, uh, the layout is as such. So you're going to have a draw pile of cards on the um, <coughs> excuse me on the table, and that is your main. The main activity happens there because you, of course, are going to be drawing cards and putting them into a central tableau. So um, as the ga- turn progresses, the draw pile is in the middle, and then the tableau is growing in the center, and it's up to you, of course, when you want to stop that tableau. But you're going to have at the most three piles, uh, or three, uh, yeah, three piles of cards, and uh, those are going to be pulled off at the end of each turn, or I guess potentially, um, no, 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 you don't leave them. You have, I'm thinking of another game. <laughs> I'm thinking of, what was the other game where we zonked, and then you have to leave them? Um, I don't know, there's so many games. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, yeah, I was going to say, I can't remember either uh but anyway so yeah at the end of each turn that's going to be the tableau is going to be wiped and the only thing remaining will be that drop pile until the end of the game when it is fully exhausted in front of you you're going to have columns or piles of cards based on color and then um, as the game progresses you're going to bank those so you're going to flip them over and put them to the side so you'll have a little side stack of cards too that are going to be your scoring cards that are in untouchable by zonking and wilds and punishment in the game uh, your safety area so uh the only other thing really out on the table is the die and that can float around to kind of wherever it needs to go but that is pretty much it so even though there is a central tableau i definitely feel like i don't know if this necessarily passes the pizza test because it really does need to be kind of a center uh thing especially if you have a group of people everyone needs to be able to pull from the top of the deck but I do think that you could eat pizza with this, just maybe not center table pizza. <laughs> I, I think it still technically works because you, when you do these piles, you tend to do them somewhere in front of you. It does not need to be in the absolute center. And I believe sure. they instruct that the draw pile kind of rotates around so you can keep track of who the active player was. So oh, okay. I think it still right. technically works. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense, I guess, if you're going to pass the draw pile around. With your greasy mitts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, all right. Well, yeah, fair enough. That's a good point. Um, so, yeah, I guess there we go. Technically, uh does pass the pizza test. But either way, this is a game that's designed to be easy to play, less, not a lot of table space, and uh, one, a perfect example of a good takeout game. So you can really adjust this around the table as necessary. Um, 
And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So I feel like it lends itself really well to just physical space, and also the vibe of it is great. It's light enough where you you're, you encourages like table talk. Um, it is a push your luck game, so of course in the best versions of push your luck game, there is a lot of like focus not on your turn of other players' turns and seeing hoping that they zonk or they <laughs> make a misstep, and then of course on your turn um, you're all in focus, but they're doing the same thing uh, to you as as they watch you try to uh, get the best hands you or the best piles you can and leave them with trash <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah so the vibe is awesome as well and is what you would expect for uh, a simple game of cards who is it for who it's not for I think once again this is another great example of a simple game in cards a basic put a uh, core push your luck mechanism that does what it does really really well I think most people would enjoy this game it's you know it's it is what it is it's a light card game so it's not something that you're going to spend hours playing but i will say there is definitely an addictive nature to this game and uh we ended up playing two games back to back and i would have played another one (laughs) it's just really fun game to engage with so i feel like um it it lends itself to a lot of situations of of you know between games or at the beginning of a game night or you know if you're ordering a meal um you know you get some drinks play this game a few times or a couple times or even just once and then your meal comes and then you talk and then you play it again and you know one of those games that you could just kind of play a bunch of times over the course of a night um so i really think most people are going to be into this game the only thing i mean i guess if you're once again just a staunch not a light card gamer or just don't like the push your luck mechanism it might not be the game for you but push your luck is just a mechanism that's that i can't think of anyone who just doesn't like it like just hates it to the point of like i won't play those games (laughs) so uh most broadly applicable to pretty much anybody um and uh yeah i'd I'd be hard-pressed to think of anything that would really turn someone off on this game uh, what do you think do you think of anything the only thing i can think that turn anybody off is that it's a it's a big deck so uh you mm. need to like the deck is huge which means shuffling can be a little bit difficult sure. and shuffling is hugely important because uh after you play a game you've kind of removed all of the switches and the wild cards from everything else and so it's very separated and so you need to shuffle a lot which means you need to shuffle a lot with a large deck uh which can be really irritating because if you don't shuffle well enough those switches get grouped together really well uh and so it's it's just a bit of work and the cards are I think a little bit thicker than your average card, so it just makes it that much harder to shuffle this gigantic deck. Uh, but really, you shouldn't let, let let that put you off. It's a really good game. It's a, a uh, you know well constructed for a game that's pretty light. It still has a lot of choices in it, and I I like that. And that this is one of those games where if someone's like, oh yeah, let's play this, I don't go all right, fine, let's play that. I go all right, yeah, yeah. great. This is this is great. There are plenty of games that I have that I'm like. Fine, we'll we'll do that one. You know, whatever. Uh, this is never never one of those. Yeah, yeah. No, I can see that for sure. I would I would play this game in a second as well. It's just a, it's just fun. It's just a really good game. Um, okay, well let's see. Would your mom like this game? I think your mom would love this game. <laughs> I think this would be very much up her alley. Um, I think it has that fun vibe. It's a fast paying playing game um i think it even has a die <laughs> so <laughs> we don't we don't fully get away from dice <laughs> um and uh yeah this i could definitely see your mom really enjoying this game so i'm gonna put a solid yes in this game i have played this game with my mom Ooh. i i made an excel document version of this game uh, and played it over zoom uh <laughs> <That's great. laughs> 
we had a get together. Uh, and yeah, she she really likes it. I would say, yeah, this is almost the definition of the type of game. Uh, right. That, that my mom would like. Uh, yeah, the die. It's got moments of like, ooh, you can cheer for things. You can root for things to go your way or against your way or against someone else. Like, like there are times where you can play not to help yourself, but just to play to hurt other people. And a game where you can play that way, it gives you so much. And yeah, I can definitely see her, you know. Like, we only played one game, but it was online, so that we tend to just switch games or, you know, other things get in the way. But, yeah, she would – I could I'm, – I'm, the next family trip I go on, I'm bringing this game. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's in there. Yeah, this is a great one, too, for that. Like, just having uh, – especially I, – I always struggle to play games with my extended family because they don't – I don't know. They're just not gamer people, and when and the thought of a game, board game is more like a party game, and that's fine. I like party games too, but there are times when I want to play something with a little more strategy or a little bit more, less social deduction or whatever. And this is great because it does play up to six, and so um, yeah, I'm excited to pick this up for that very reason as yeah, well. Of technically, just... you can push it further than six. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. It's one of those. I had one time speaking of pushing games way too far. I remember oh, God. the first time I got back into gaming. I think. Um, you had introduced me to like the Flux series, and I yep. really loved them. And I was got I a remember couple that of game. Yeah, it was so long. It was like I put way too many decks together. Yeah, you put or, like no, this. Just, you put two decks together. You put like space. Oh, two decks, yeah. And but then played with way too many people. Oh God, it was like I think it was like Space t- of Pirates, ten or eleven people in there, and my God, that game it went just on wouldn't ever. <laughs> And everyone's slowly going like, this is fun. This is good. Okay. How long is this? You never like those games that just go on way too long. I think the time I did that, I had a bunch of people over from work and we played, we had like 10 people. I'm like, God, what games do I have that can play 10? And I have plenty of good games that would have worked great. But for some reason, some stupid reason, (laughs) I go, let's play Formula D. And I'm like, oh boy, that game, (laughs) that game started to drag. (laughs) (laughs) Really got bad. (laughs) Yeah, I remember I did that with Battlestar Galactica. Like, I thought, yeah, I was like, this is, you know, I was getting back into it. I wasn't really thinking of like, ah, oh, player counts are just suggestions, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, oh my God. And uh, I don't even know how it meant. I think I played with eight and adding two people to that game. Oh my God. And in a game with like, you know, there's, when it's someone's turn, you really don't do much. And so it, it, that's the biggest stuff or uh, weak point of Battlestar where it's just like it's a little bit of downtime as you're waiting for it to come back around. And, oh, my God, with eight people around a big table, it, it just so that game went so long. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was not a good ambassador intro game to people who've never played games before. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, so I'm curious to see how far you can push the player count of push. But, um, yeah, this is definitely one I'm going to pick up and just have in pocket there for uh, family engagements. And just it's, it's just a great intro game and a game for people that don't want to play something heavy or aren't into gaming and want something that's still fun. and kind of gives you, the, as a gamer, a satisfying gameplay, but also for them, something that's not going to be too far over their head and that they can engage with and still have fun with and not feel like they're lost. So, yeah, high marks for push all around. Um, let's see. What have I missed? I haven't. We, we got it all, didn't we? We got it all. We got it all. We got it all. Um, yeah, good for you, Prospero Hall. I'm becoming mo- more and more of a fan of the Prospero Hall Collective or uh, gaming, I don't know, uh, collaborative studio. They did uh, uh, Horrified, which I love. They did, they're, well, they're attached to Ravensburger, it seems, or they do a lot of contract work for Ravensburger. I'm not really sure. But they did uh, 
Jaws and Horrified and they did Villainous. Um, I'm really, really coming to like their stuff a lot. So definitely check these guys out. And this is another hit out of the park by Prospero Hall. Oh, Back to the Future they did too. I didn't realize that. Oh, wow. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Oh, and Pan Am. Man, these guys have got some hits under their belts. Um, all right. Well, yeah, that does it for Push, everyone. Definitely check this one out. It's a – well, we were talking about this. I don't – I feel like I've seen this in Target, but it also has that box art that looks like a lot of games I've seen in Target. I mean, it's, it's very good design. <laughs> it looks like it came right out of, like, the 70s. But yeah, it's, absolutely. I mean, I love it. This is wonderful design. <laughs> yeah, super simple, but very uh, – good color choices. Yeah, and very clean lines and everything like that. Um I'm looking it up now, and I can't see it on the Target website, but I know I've seen this game around, so I'm pretty sure you could pick it up at your local board game store or somewhere else. If not, I'm, I haven't even looked, but I'm sure Amazon has this or an online retailer um, like Miniature Market or Game Nerds or something like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely worth checking out. I uh, Relatively expensive for a game. You get what you pay for, but I definitely think this is one you're going to get your money's worth and one that would easily and regularly hit the table for sure. So... Uh, how should we end this one? Should we alliterate? Should we uh, should we try to rhyme push? I think I think it's since it's a one word thing, we can we can go for the rhyme. Okay, let's do it. All right, here we go. Um, let's see, and so when we are, how, what's our rhyming rules again? Are we we're just rhyming, or are we trying to make it a we're just rhyming? Sentence? We don't have to make just sense. rhyming. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, uh, push. Mush. <laughs> uh, uh, God, I can think of things that end in a U-S-H, but I, they don't rhyme. Right, yeah. Cush. Tush? Is that what you said? Cush, as in a cush job. Oh, well, I'll say tush. <laughs> Bush. Shush. <laughs> None of these are words. <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's all I got. All right. Did we say smush? I think we I did. didn't say smush. Like smush. a lot of these are words. Are like, is that really a word? I mean, that's like <laughs> the dumbest word. <laughs> all right. Got mush, cush, tush, bush, and shush, and we forgot about smush. <laughs> a late contender smush <laughs> uh, well there we go Ush is harder to rhyme than you might think I guess or we're just terrible at it I think there's so many things I'm just like flush <laughs> flush does not rhyme <laughs> yeah what about floosh you know if we were doing this in like Denmark we would have rocked it like I feel like all of uh, Danish and yeah, so <laughs> Dutch it was the Swedish chef doing this yeah, or sweet. Knock it out of the park, but <laughs> oh yeah, it's half their half their language right there. <laughs> Oosh. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, there you go. That is uh, push or smush. <laughs> now I will always think of this game as smush. Um, you can, of course, get a hold of us a couple different ways on Twitter and Instagram at Chits and Chat. Let us know uh, your thoughts on Smush or Push and uh, maybe some other games that you'd recommend that we check out for our Takeout series. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. You can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, and scroll down to our page and fill out the comment form there. Uh, but until next time, thank you all for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode. Bye.